Packers all the time. When you look at this offense and you say, who scared opposing defenses when he was being utilized? Aaron Jones is still at the top of the list. I don't care what you know Christian Watson did over a four-game stretch. Okay, most of the time. Almond specifically up. or all nuts? Well, these nuts, those nuts, whatever nuts work. <laughs> it's Jason Wildy on Jen, Gabe, and Chew. Brought to you by Boucher Automotive. With 16 different new car brands and over 35 pre-owned brands to choose from. Boucher Automotive. We are driven by you. He is our friend. He is our teammate. He is Jason Wildy. Joins us. Every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Good morning, Jason. Good morning, fellas. Sorry I'm missing Jen this morning, but it's great to talk with you two knuckleheads. Did you have a, uh, a punch tea this morning for Fat Tuesday? Uh, I was at the grocery store last night while I was uh, milling about the greater Milwaukee Metroplex during Maddie's uh, ballet. I contemplated such a purchase. And then I decided against it. I'm not, like, I love the tradition. I grew up on the south side of Milwaukee. I'm a huge fan of all the great traditions that come with being a native Milwaukeean. Um, I don't like my donuts or whatever we're considering that uh, to have filling in them. I'm anti-filling, so I'm not a fan. So That's, um, as the re- resident Polak on the show... Let me ask a dumb question. Are poochkies, are they dessert or is it breakfast? Yes. Why not both? They're both. The main course, whatever, whatever you want them to be. Face Chewy just made. I know we're on radio. We're on video and Chewy just went, I don't know how to describe it. You just went, oh, interesting. You just made like a shirt. This is the greatest Well, Let me just give you a little background. I'm 100% Polish. 100. uh, What's the little spit thing? That proved it. Um, a 23 well, I've never heard of them until I came here. Never heard of a punchki. It is a Midwestern I, 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 It is a Midwestern thing, but I was reading about it this okay. morning, Chew. Like, Buffalo, apparently Buffalo, huge Polish population, and they actually do it. So this is the other thing I learned, Jason. So apparently in Poland, they actually do it the Thursday before Ash Wednesday. So they do a fat Thursday, like a week before Ash Wednesday even Hold comes. on. Does that surprise you? <laughs> You're the only one who I can mean, make those. So, so yeah. we're, not, we're not ignoring you. We're just being, <laughs> yeah. just being careful. I mean, come on. Out of Pollock's rake leaves in the tree. Uh, 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 um, so the Packers, Jason, the Packers, uh, it's the offseason. Oh, uh, yeah, we're enjoying the offseason. Uh, so Chewy brought up an interesting point, Jason. He asked me a question. I don't know if I had a good answer. So I am going to ask you that question to see what your answer is. Ooh, okay. In Brian Gutekunst's tenure, what is the best thing he's done? Um, Draft Elton Jenkins. Chew? I think Elton Jenkins. I would say even, Jair. Go ahead, Jason. Uh, just I think really? Elton Jenkins is better at his position than Jair is at his. Yep. Um, I would say last year's draft. I mean, it was probably his best draft. Well, I, um, I, again, like there were some 
obviously there were some very good contributions and I am very eager to see what Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs become. Um, I'm not convinced that Quay Walker is going to be the next uh, Fred Warner. I'm not convinced that uh, Devontae Wyatt is going to be uh, Kenny Clark or better. Um, So I'm, I'm leery of giving him too much credit for last year's draft when we have a limited sample size. And, oh, by the way, your roster construction and the fact that you pushed all your chips into the middle of the table salary cap-wise to try and win it in 2021 after being so close in 19 and 20 left you with a roster that you had to play your draft class more than other draft classes have been played, leading to more opportunities for them to show you some things. So I'm not, I, I'm not saying that it won't be his, his best thing. I'm saying that I need to see more of them before I'm going to start crowning them as this terrific draft class. Jason, where do you stand with all this noise? You had the Bob McGinn noise with the with the disgusted in Rodgers. Uh, last night, um, your guy Rob Domoski goes on and says they're ready to move on. I'm not buying anything until I see a reservation with Murphy, Goody, LaFleur, and Rodgers at Pomodoro. Then I'll start to buy into it. Until I see yeah. that, I don't believe anything coming out of anyone's mouth. Yeah, and, and I would... I would, I would push back on you by saying, why haven't we heard anything out of anyone's mouth denying anything that's been said? Okay. Like, uh, fair, uh, you know, like I look. I think we know that certain people have uh, biases against the organization and against Rogers intense biases against Rodgers. So I understand that maybe the organization will look at it and go, come on, this is someone who's mainstream now who is delivering this criticism or reporting this. Um, I, I, don't, I think they haven't pushed back on any of this noise, which I think is a good word, too, um, because I do think there is truth to it. Now, do I think that they have made up their minds they're done with him, that they want to move on? I'm not sure I'm on board with that part of it, but I think I'm on, I, I know I'm on board with the idea that Goody ran his mouth to some people that if it was in a moment of frustration or whatever it was, I mean, you know, Tom Silverstein made a reference to it in his story. It's in print. It's not just, you know, pontificating on a podcast. He, he wrote it. Um, in a long story about the possible trade destinations for Rodgers, that in December, Goody told an NFL colleague that he was ready to move on. He didn't use words like disgusted, and there's no poetic license there. But the fact that there's been no, like, back-channel attempts to refute this stuff, I think you have to at least Make a mental note about that. So, uh, so do I think so? Then, they, Jason, 
Go ahead. Why would they let it get to the point where if Rodgers says, I'm coming out of darkness, I'm coming back to Green Bay? That, to me, is like, then what do you – that extremely uncomfortable. No, no right? doubt it is. No, you're absolutely right. And and here's the thing. I mean, and, and look, I, I, I have a lot of history with Goody. I've said many times he came up through the scouting department as I came up through my career as a reporter. I've always liked him as a guy. But, like, he's – first of all, he's so much more like Ted – then I, I don't know why people, because he seems a little more polished when he's at a podium and a little less awkward, and because he signed four free agents in 2019, which, remember, you know, in in Ted's first full-fledged offseason after getting the job, that 06 free agent class that he signed – was huge, right? He, I mean, I'm not saying Marquand Mantle became a good player, but he signed Charles Woodson. He signed Ryan Pickett. He like Mark Bolrichter. Like he signed a bunch of free agents too. That's not, that didn't then that wasn't a predictor of more free agent flashes to come. Same with Goody, right? Um, I, I just think that you know, for a guy who has been so adamant about there being no leaks coming out of the organization and you know again Ted for whatever faults he had he allowed Schneider and Dorsey and McKenzie to all talk to us he didn't want to do it but he understood at least the value of having experienced lieutenants who could shape some of the narrative by being available and that's how you know you have the Packers side of the story of the Moss trade that didn't happen and of the Tony Gonzalez trade that didn't happen. And quite frankly, you know, I don't want to put other people's business on the street, but I know for a fact that Goody went to people after the trade deadline this year and told them about the Darren Waller deal that fell through and wouldn't let anybody specifically say it was Darren Waller, but that's what he did. And so there are times where they've pushed back, but now there's none of that. I haven't gotten a call from anybody. Right. Uh, if if mm-hmm. this was really that problematic, you would think that they would at least make some effort. Like, but again, uh, how exactly do you go about it? Because maybe some of it is true. Maybe disgusted is an overstatement, right? Maybe yeah. uh, maybe the second coming, love being the second coming in Rogers 2.0 is poetic license. But are they frustrated and sick of his crap? Yeah. And guess what? I think that's been true for a while. And his performance obviously overshadowed whatever frustrations they had with the crap that they deal with and his denied remarks and press conferences and whatever else. And now he's coming off of a season where he busted his thumb, played with a bunch of guys he was unfamiliar with in, in, in the organization's defense. His ass should have been at the off-season program. I've been saying that from the beginning. I will not back down from that. That was a huge mistake by him. He was wrong not to attend. He'd be wrong not to attend this year. It's a change from who he used to be, all that stuff. That's something that I'm sure pissed him off. So you put all that together, and do I think that Goody dropped his guard with someone he trusted and said, God, I'm just so sick of his you-know-what, and – if we can move on, we should move on because I don't want to deal with this guy anymore, and he's not 
playing at the level that we that he did the last two years? I do believe he did that. But again, my question is, and I, I said I've said this to everybody I've talked to. The other day, I said something out of frustration that I normally wouldn't say. Someone, and I wish I hadn't. Does that mean that my frustration would then lead to actions that I would act on that frustration? No. Does that mean that Goody is frustrated enough that when the rubber hits the road, he's going to be willing to say, we're trading him to the Jets? I don't know. I don't know. But I will say this. I do not believe that this organization that was so unsure of Jordan Love a year ago at this time that they gave the existing quarterback, back-to-back MVPs notwithstanding, such an onerous contract, and now suddenly they think, not only is he ready for prime time, but he's Rodgers 2.0. I like Jordan. I want to see what he's capable of. I don't think that there is ample evidence to back up that claim. So you think, Jason, uh, before we let you go, and just a little quickly here, that that's a little blustery from everybody involved. Is, is that the Packers maybe building him up a little bit to give themselves a little bit of leverage and cushion in this whatever negotiation ends up being with Rodgers? Well, maybe, but on the flip side of that, Gabe, um, do you really want to raise the expectations for Jordan Love to now he's Rodgers 2.0 and he's that ready to be the guy? Like, now you're setting a bar for a guy who, what if, what if that's not accurate? Like, what's the upside of creating that expectation, right? Like, yeah, maybe it gives you leverage with Rodgers. What it doesn't do is do Jordan Love any favors. So, I, I, again, for a guy who has been so adamant about there not being leaks, I believe 100% that he violated, and this is something that I want to ask him when we talk to him next. Did you vent your frustrations to someone and put this team's business on the street with someone that you trusted? Because I want to know the answer to that, because he has been adamant about no one in the building talking to us, and he clearly talked to someone who's no longer in the building who then shared it with people that he knew from his time in Green Bay. But, but Jason, with that, and I agree with everything you said, and that's why I listen to you. I don't listen to these other guys, and I believe what you say. <laughs> but it sparked me with what you said. Sure, you got a little brown I know what Rogers... Clean that off before you no, ask your question. No, not... I love Jason. I know Roger's next move, and he is a smart guy, and this is 1,000% Aaron Rodgers. He's going to come out of this thing and say, I'm coming back to the Packers, not because he wants to come back, because he wants to make this as hard on the Packers he can, as he can and watch them squirm. Yeah. Because oh, if, that, if that happens, Jason, he wins the PR battle, right? Then it's in their yeah. court because they're the ones that have to say, you're gone. Yeah, and I, I, I know you guys got to go, but I, I would just add this. Uh, as much as his story arc has tracked Favre's, I think he has two things going for him that he learned from Favre. One, there is no way in God's green earth that he's going to give them the out by saying, I'm going to retire, like Brett Favre yes. did on March 8, 08. And secondly, uh, I think, unlike Favre, I think he has the guts to say, oh, really? You're going to, that's fine. You're fine with me coming back and backing up Jordan 
at $60 million. Okay, great. I can't wait to back him up. I'm sure that he will outperform me in training camp, and I'll be his backup. Let's go. Let's see what happens. (laughs) This is going to get good. Oh, man. (laughs) And the idea that his ego is too big to be the backup, you know that that's not a factor. It's not because he knows he shouldn't be the backup. Everyone on the earth knows that. Yeah. Jason, we appreciate the time. We'll talk to you again on Thursday. All right, boys. Take care. Be good.